feel my heart melt. Want to see my icy stalactite shatter and plunge into a river of passion and beauty. 8th of July 2000, 8.30pm. A commotion on the street. Laughter fills the stifling summer air. I imagine the eyes of my peers before they leave their homes. Bright, animated, yearning for a fun night out. They'll spend it on the beach singing songs, accompanied by a guitar. Some will wander off to spots cloaked in darkness to whisper infinite words into each other's ears. Others will swim tomorrow in a sea warmed by the dim morning sun, guardian of a maritime life that is yet unknown. They will live and learn how to lead their lives. Okay, I'm breathing too. Biologically, I'm on track. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid of leaving the house and facing strange looks. I know. I live in perennial conflict with myself. There are days when hanging out with the others helps me, and I feel an urgent need for them. But there are also days when the only thing that satisfies me is to be alone. Completely alone. Then I listlessly drive my cat from the bed, stretch out on my back and think. I might even play some CDs. Almost always classical music. I perk up with the music's help and don't need anything else. But the racket outside is tearing me to pieces. I know that tonight they'll live more deeply than me. I shall remain inside this room, listening to the sounds of life. Listening till sleep welcomes me into his embrace. 10th of July 2000. 10.30am. You know what I think? I think starting a diary was the worst possible idea. I know what I'm about. I understand myself. In a few days I'll forget the key somewhere, or maybe I'll just decide to stop writing, jealous of my thoughts. Or maybe, this isn't so implausible, my snoopy mother will pore over the pages and then I'll feel stupid and break off my tail. I really don't know if it's such a good thing to unburden myself. At least I'm distracted. 13th of July morning. Diary. I'm happy. Yesterday I went to a party with Alessandra, who looked very tall and thin on her spike heels, beautiful as ever and as ever slightly rude in the way she talked and acted. But she was affectionate. And sweet, too. At first I didn't want to go, partly because parties bore me and partly because yesterday the heat was so stifling it stopped me from doing anything. But then she begged me to go with her, so I went along. We travelled by scooter and sang till we reached the suburbs in the hills, now transformed by the scorching summer from green and lush to parched and shriveled. The town of Nicolossi had gathered in the piazza for a huge festival, and the asphalt cooled by the evening was covered with booths selling candy and dried fruit. The little villa stood at the end of a narrow, unlit road. When we arrived at the gate, Alessandra started waving her hands and shouting, Daniele, Daniele! He walked up very slowly and greeted her. He seemed rather handsome, though I couldn't make out much in the darkness. Alessandra introduced us, and he gave me a limp handshake. He murmured his name very softly, and I smiled, thinking he might be shy. At one point I distinctly saw a gleam in the darkness. His teeth were so white, so amazingly bright. I squeezed his hand harder and said, Melissa, a little too loudly. But he didn't notice my teeth weren't as white as his. But maybe he saw my eyes brighten and shine. Once we had gone inside, I noticed that in the light he seemed even more handsome. I walked behind him and saw the muscles ripple on his back with each step. At five foot two, I felt very short beside him. I also felt very ugly. When we finally sat down on the armchairs in the living room, he was facing me, 
slowly sipping his beer and staring straight into my eyes. I was embarrassed by the spots on my forehead and by my complexion, which seemed much too fair compared to his. His straight, well-shaped nose looked just like the ones on Greek statues, and the veins that stood out on his hands endowed him with an awesome strength. His huge, dark blue eyes cast a proud, haughty gaze at me. He asked me a stream of questions while displaying utter indifference. Instead of discouraging me, it made me bolder. He doesn't like to dance. Nor do I. So we stayed by ourselves while the others got loose, drank and joked. A hush suddenly fell upon us. And I wanted to fix it. Beautiful house, isn't it? I said, feigning self-confidence. He just shrugged his shoulders. I didn't want to be pushy, so I remained silent. The moment for intimate questions had arrived. When everybody was busy dancing, he moved even closer to my chair and started looking at me with a smile. I was surprised and charmed.